Hello all you edge runners, corpos, fixers, and solos. This is Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, Episode 6, Raising the Stakes, Part 2. Quick thanks before we dive in to all of our Patreon supporters for helping us make this show a reality. And now, please enjoy Part 2 of Raising the Stakes. Seven floors remaining. Six floors remaining. The elevator chimes rhythmically as it slowly ascends the dull metal tower on the outskirts of the oasis. Inside, Sadoi catches her reflection on the sheen of the glass and steel interior. She notices a few spots of Charles's blood on her face and absentmindedly wipes them away before checking her agent for messages from her new friends. Nothing. That's odd. Two floors remaining. She hopes this isn't a trap. One floor remaining. Hello there! You must be the one we're waiting for. Привет. Come on this way. As you walk in, you see the big patch of grass and the cow that you weren't even sure that cows even existed. It's like a, it's like a dragon. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's like you're seeing a fucking dragon, to put it in D&D terms. Yeah. And it's chained up in the middle of this restaurant with a rope. It's not chained, but with a rope. Um, anyway. That has to be animatronic. Was, no, that's Bessie. <laughs> that's our pride and joy. <laughs> it's our, uh, our proof that all the beef is real and they're all real steaks. You hungry for a steak? He's really drunk. Oh no. God. He's giving me I... He's giving me Macho Man Randy Savage vibes now. <laughs> Just that you hungry for a steak. <laughs> Various men I am supposed to meet. Please? As you say that, you're walking around the corner and you see the rest of your party, as well as three additional cowboys sitting at a table, all digging into these thick, raw, rare steaks. Yes, diet. Ah, free food. Ah. Reed, like, completely breaks with suck it, vaguely macho facade he has. <laughs> and, like, he just starts wiping at his eyes, <laughs> takes a bite of it, and it's just like, it's like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> you are eating a real animal, very rare and extinct, almost extinct animal. So tasty. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's real good. I think I'm going to be sick. So good, so tender. Oh. So for the rest of you, your steaks got delivered and as described before, they are thick, they're juicy, they're filled with tons of seasoning, so they're pretty delicious. And as far as you can tell, they seem to be real meat. Sadoi, you walk up with this exceedingly drunk cowboy who just plops himself next to you and goes, Don't worry, we already got you a steak. <laughs> he pulls forward like a really juicy ribeye. It's about the size of a fist and puts it in front of you. It's cooked very rare. You can see like little bits of blood kind of oh. dripping out the side of it. Oh, I do you have... Oh, I think I'm going to be... Oh, do you have any vegetables? They kind of look at each other, and then Rod, who you haven't met yet, but the handsome-looking cowboy, raises his hand and calls over one of the waiters. Sorry about this, but um, our friend here has a bit of a sensitive stomach. Do you happen to have any uh, vegetables that we can, I don't know, fry <laughs> or something? <laughs> the guy furrows his brow and says, um, I think we have some garnishes that we could... But I mean, yes, yes, sir, uh, we... 
will make that happen for you. Very sorry about the inconvenience, and and we'll take the stick back from you right now. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Thank we you. could we could take it. It's, it's fine. Yeah, we it would be a waste mean, of stick. It's, it's already been cooked. I mean, like, why why go to waste? Yeah, why don't you just go ahead and wrap that up in a in a to go stasis container for them? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Well, I uh, thank you very much." Uh, it's Sadoy, right? Sadoy is my handle. Yes. Oh, all right, excellent. Not my name, but it's what I—it's what people call me. Well, thank you for finally joining us, Sadoy. Now, we just had a couple of questions about about what happened. You see, we're a shipping company, and well, it turns out that when your caravan was attacked, it sounds like that van that was behind you that had all of our Precious cargo. Uh, it didn't make it out of the city with you. Now, do you happen to know what happened to that van? Uh, no, I think we just sort of drove away from there because we wanted to not become dead. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, we'll have to review the black box and uh, see if see if any of the cameras survived. That uh, mustache man. Uh, I, I saw. Is that your name? It's not. Mustache man. Iso, yes. 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 Uh, Iso. You yes. have. Uh, I thought you said Iso. Iso was uh, very useless in fighting and was just filming <laughs> the whole time. So Iso probably. I take offense to that. Iso probably has uh, a recording of where you are then. Oh yeah, I thought you looked like a media. You've got footage of the entire incident? Yeah, I was gonna send it over as a thank you for this amazing meal. Compliments to the chef. The smaller, thinner cowboy wearing the pearl snap speaks up. Well, now, I just got a quick question there. Uh, did you happen to record it in 360 simulcast, or was this just a, a regular 4K omnidirectional stream? Uh, just omnidirectional. 4K? It's omnidirectional? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Would really like that. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get in the way of any of this. Uh, G-Man steps up, he says, Well, I, I, I do have one question now, I do declare. Do you happen to know who attacked you? Did you see any raider colors or symbols? Any sort of uh, identification? Now, if we were to go and recover this, we'd need to know what sort of people we're dealing with, who we're up against, and where we might be able to find them. He sort of slowly turns his head and makes a pointed look over at Reed's character and says, Now, would any of y'all happen to know who any of these raiders were? Maybe have any contacts, ex-lovers, friends? Tell you what, I'll see what the Aquilas know. See if there's anything on the sky. Yeah, you do that for me, won't you? Yeah, more than happy to help. We really could use that information, and believe me, we're a good gang to get on the side of. Everyone needs stuff shipped, and we're the best ones at it. And, you know, if you ever need security, I'm sure I could hook you up. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Listen, I don't want to be rude and interrupt, but uh, is are you the man who uh, runs this place? Well, well, in sorts. Oh, yeah, it's it's the I four of us. I should let you know there is kind of mess on the sidewalk outside. Um, what? What? And this man, Charles, he is probably not very living anymore. Charles? Do, do we know Charles? What did you say he does again? He stood at front desk and tell people not to come inside. Oh, reception guy. Yeah, yeah, I remember. What, and what, what about him? Was he rude to you or something? No, uh, some uh, tweaker people shot him in the face. What? <laughs> they want tweaker to... people? Duh. 
Oh shit! Um, G-Man's normally cool and composed face kind of drops her a little bit. Nico, have any word on this? And he goes, oh, oh yeah. Oh shit, I'm so sorry, G-Man. Uh, uh, I had my notifications <laughs> muted. Damn. It, it's okay, they probably did. The turrets came online. Oh. Um, well, it looks like our entire bottom level security system is uh, acting up right now. I, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting any readings from down there. And Rod, the main guy, turns towards the exceedingly drunk one <laughs> and says, Well, no name. How about you, uh, you go down there and just make sure everything's all right and make sure that the entire area is secure. Now, we've got a lot of civilians in this building. Why don't you... And he goes, you want me to go down there and check on what's going on? He goes, yeah, um, just try not to make a mess of things. We do need to still keep everything nice and clean. And he goes, oh, don't worry. I got this one under control. <laughs> a set of panels underneath his wrists expand outwards and he goes, Woohoo! And there's these jets of flames Fuck that come yes. out of the top of his wrist. And he goes, I'll barbecue him! <laughs> he gets up from his chair, steadies himself on the chair, sort of slips and catches himself and goes, Woohoo! Oh, sorry about that. And begins walking uh, around the corner towards the elevator. I might come with if that's okay. Y'all okay? Y'all y'all seem like you're having- I don't think he seems- uh... Don't worry about it, guys! I got this one! I got this one! This is intense. Y'all okay? Y'all- You know he's going to die, right? Y'all seem like you haven't, you know, witnessed a pretty standard sidewalk drug shooting before. Is that, is that not something that happens here? Like all the time? Rod goes, well, not normally of the sort. Most people don't even dare to come into Brokeback territory unless they got some sort of bone to pick with us. Walk back. Did they say they had some sort of bone to pick with us, uh, there, Sidoy? Uh, I think they just wanted sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Hmm. I don't... Uh, Weird. I, don't, I wasn't listening. It didn't seem important. His eyes kind of narrow a little bit, and then there's a flash of recognition, and he goes, Oh, shit. Oh, I bet he's right pissed about that. At this moment, you hear a, on the opposite side of the wall from where you are, you can hear the elevator doors open. On the other side, you hear the exceedingly drunk man go, Now I'm gonna have to ask y'all to, this is a private get together and y'all need to get the fuck out of here. You hear kind of a, a, a semi-muffled voice. Well, I'm super sorry about getting in the middle of your private thing, but uh, we've got uh, some some deals that we need to do with Rod. He uh, was supposed to deliver something, he never showed up. He goes, well, I'm sorry, we're currently in the middle of a private engagement. If you'd uh, like to make a reservation, you we don't really have time for that. How's this for a reservation? Rod, G-Man, and Rising Star all look at each other, and then look back at y'all, and then look back at each other and a group of six or seven this time, one of which you recognize, Sadoi, the one with the big mantis blades, and the other ones you don't recognize that are all very haggard, walk into the room just trailing mud behind him. One of them is dragging a gigantic melee weapon behind him, and the other ones all have like guns and shotguns pointed in your general direction. The guy at the front says, So, Rod, thought you were supposed to be really reliable. Where's our shit? Before we continue with the second half of this episode, I'd like to introduce a new and exciting way for us to sell out mid-episode sponsorship breaks. The Oasis Advertising Network has a fully trained staff of actors, editors, sound designers, and writers ready to work with you to make ad content that your listeners won't want to skip. If you know a large corporation that could be interested, please reach out to us at talesfromtheoasis.com slash money, please. Our advertising staff is hungry, eager, and frankly, a little desperate to sell out for your cash. But until then, we're proud to bring you a message from one of our in-game sponsors, Cannabliss. 
Honey, I'm home. Look what I got us today, a pack of fresh rolled joints. What? We can't afford to just buy marijuana. Not at today's market prices. Oh, silly, don't worry. It's can of bliss, half the cost and twice the fun. Wow, that's amazing. And it smells amazing too. That's right. It's everything you've grown to love about cannabis, but with none of the actual cannabis. So it's not marijuana? Uh, it's very much like marijuana, but it has several legally distinct differences. So it's like some kind of synthetic cannabis made in a lab? No, no, no. You could synthesize something resembling cannabis in a lab and still legally call it cannabis. This is cannabis. Here, go ahead, try some. No way, you go first. Okay. <sighs> oh, yeah, that's really good. Did you even inhale? Of course I did. Here, try some. I'm not touching that shit. Where'd you even get this? Oh, hey, roomies. Hey, is that a joint? Oh, I don't mind if I do. Well, wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't do that. <coughs> Good weed. <laughs> not quite. Don't call it that. It's not cannabis. It's cannabis. Sure feels like the real thing. <laughs> That's what they intended. Who intended? Has the wallpaper always been this blurple? <laughs> no, that's just one of the fun side effects of cannabis. <laughs> cool. Oh my god, dude, are you okay? My skull is just tissue holding the snot of angels. Oh, don't worry, he's fine. Most side effects disappear in two to three business days. The fuck does that mean? It means, I'm sorry, I already smoked the first one and I didn't actually end up making it to that advertising business trip. Well, I don't wanna be left out, so let's get fucking weird. Cannabis, the hot new craze you won't wanna miss out on. Sold at your nearest crystal or incense dealer. Who are you talking to? Is there someone there? Hello? Hello? The owners of Cannabis are not responsible for the actions of their customers and are not liable for decisions they make after purchasing our products. Cannabis is not for human consumption. If consumed, side effects may include seeing the colored blurple, greater knowledge of the color spectrum, migraines, depression, time dilation, frequent urination, liver failure, increased desire to consume human flesh, swelling, joint pain, knowledge of the shadow government that's monitoring everything we do so they can create robotic clones of us and that as rulers alongside the cloud people over subservient machine society for all time and mild crashes. Um, by the way, um, when we slept or chilled out, did we get our health back? Like, how do we do health? I think so. Because otherwise, I'm still on, like, 35 out of 45. That's actually a great question. We should look that up. Yeah, I yes. have no idea. <laughs> but that's one of those things that I've been trying to find in the book, but have been struggling to. Hmm. States. Critical injuries. Page 223. Thank you. I am unharmed. I am also unharmed. Yeah, I was the only one who got fucking hit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in danger. Also, I have a pistol <laughs> after we fucking kicked the shit out of those nomads back then, so now I'm not useless in this scenario. Ooh. Yeah, an indoor sniper rifle is maybe not the best. <laughs> okay, so first aid is capable of stabilizing wound states and quick fixing only the most common critical injuries, which I would say, Reed, you probably have a very common critical injury of the broken arm. Yes. Paramedics are capable of stabilizing all sorts of stuff. And Mavis, are you considered to be a paramedic? I am indeed considered to be a paramedic. I have a 14 in paramedic. So we've got the quick fix and a treatment. I'm gonna assume that you did a quick fix on the ride to the Oasis on Reed. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That's fair. And considering that each attempt takes a minute and you had plenty of time, no matter how many times you fucked up, you eventually managed to reset Reed's arm and get it feeling good. So that covers that. 
Big Rod looks at the tweakers and uh, at you guys and kind of leans around them and sees that there's a pool of blood slowly forming by the elevator where No Name's body can just sort of be seen peeking out. Looks back at the tweakers and says, now, listen here, we're, we're really, really sorry about not being able to fulfill our contractual obligation to you but I'm sure you understand these are extenuating circumstances and we're gonna try and make it good as quick as we can, but it might take us a little bit of time. The leader of the tweakers, just this wide-eyed, wiry-haired looking guy who has his hand still on his gun, it looks towards Rod and says, You've had plenty of time. We paid you. We paid you for the thing and now we need our drugs, you see? We need the drugs. And he taps his arm a couple of times. Rod looks over at G-Man. Well, uh, I don't know, G-Man. Do we have anything that we can do for these fellas? G-Man gets a sharp look in his eyes and he says, well, they did seem to not treat our friend No Name there so well. I think the best we could probably do is a forceful eviction from the property. And Rod goes, it's okay. Everyone needs to be cool now. We don't need to spread any more blood here. And the lead junkie guy pulls his gun, points it at Rod and says, the only blood that's gonna be spilt is if you don't give us our goddamn drugs and you give them to us right now. Reed stands up. As Reed stands up, everyone else around the table, at least the cowboys, all stand up. Does everyone else stand up as well? Uh, no. No. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Listen, lads, what exactly are you looking for? We're supposed to get our shipment of drugs and we didn't get them, you see? It's supposed to be a kilo of synth coke coming in today. Yeah, that's a right shame. Why, you haven't got any? Got any, got any synth coke? Maybe some uh, methamphetamine? I might be able to find a supplier. His look softens a little bit and he lowers his gun. Can I get a persuasion roll on you? Persuasion. I can never find persuasion. There's persuasion. You are the last person I expected. Oh, fuck. I'm terrible at persuasion. Critical failure. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's because you were the last person I expected not to be guns blazing right now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he looks forward a little bit. And Reed, just as a background for your character, does your character use drugs? Um, He does not necessarily use drugs, but he's definitely transported them. So he lowers his gun a little bit and then puts his head like right in your face pretty uncomfortably, maybe an inch or two away from your face and kind of like looks you up and down as his head slowly tilts to an unnatural degree. He says, now don't even try to fool me. I can tell you've never done a drug in your life. You're a pretty little prissy boy, aren't you? And he just fucking pushes into him like chest to chest. Say that one more fucking time. At this point, uh... Kick you out on your ass. Yeah, at this point, ISO turns on the camera. Hell yes. <laughs> You are insulted, he say you have not done drugs? <laughs> what is this, opposite day? <laughs> now, now, don't be judging anyone, there's the door. Nothing wrong with taking a little bit of synth coke now uh, and then. Gonna be some good footage. Yeah, what Reed is trying to do is face down. He's trying to be the fucking big man. Alright, let's do a face down again then. Fuck! <laughs> oh my god, another critical failure. <laughs> he fucking pushes into him. You fucking say that again one more time. You, you fucking, you, <laughs> Fucking dare you. So you failed the face down, which means you have a minus two to everything regarding this guy and his group for the rest of this scene. Yeah. Just so you know. So you stare him right in the eyes and, and say your cool line. And he takes his gun and he brings it up and he just wipes it across your face. And he goes, I just called you a prissy little bitch that's never done drugs a day in his goddamn life. Now what the fuck are you gonna do about it, bitch? Mm -hmm. He just stands there. 
Now, Iso, you've been recording this entire thing, <laughs> and uh, at this point, you realize that if you kind of step away from the crowd a little bit, you can get a much nicer wide-angle shot of this entire confrontation. Oh, yeah. Let me just... Uh, I have a stat for that. For getting a wider shot? No, no. It's uh, photography. Okay. I'm going to get the perfect angle. Roll of 14. So, Iso, you take a couple of steps out of the way and begin framing up the whole shot. The boosters, they look over at you, see you with the camera, and then they all start, like, posing, like, trying to get their best face for the camera because they know exactly what's about to go down, and they want to make sure that they look really cool while they're doing it. Oh, yeah, loving this, guys. Keep it up. Keep it up. I turn to the head cowboy and go, uh, what do you, do you pay for bodyguard fees? <laughs> that is a good question to ask. He looks at you and goes, Ah, I see what you're going at. All right, then. Uh, what do you say we go with, um... He looks over at G-Man. G-Man types a couple of things on his data pad. Well, I think we could probably pay, uh, thousand eddies. Well, if we don't have any more bloodshed in here, if we, everyone on our side gets out alive, I think we could probably pay for a thousand eddies. Well, it seems like uh, supply is low and demand is very high right now, so uh, <laughs> you give me uh, 1500, I maybe shoot some guy for you. Alright, go ahead and roll a business roll, see if you can convince him. I want to use a luck point. I don't know what they, how to use them, but I want to use one. <laughs> hey there, Artemis here. Just had to break down the fourth wall a little bit to explain luck points. In Cyberpunk Red, how lucky a character can be is an actual measurable thing, and it's different for everyone. Our players will use this as luck points. Before many dice rolls, like attacks, ability tests, and so on, the players can choose to spend some of the points from their luck pool to boost the result of the roll, sometimes making the difference between failing miserably or barely scraping by. It's quite handy, but it's also a limited resource. The official materials suggest refilling everyone's luck points every session, but for the purposes of this podcast, they refill every in-game day, and there's no way for the players to refill them besides getting a good night's rest. Anyway, those are luck points. Back to you, Andrea. Or, I mean, Sadoi. Okay, alright, cool. I'm spending six luck. All of your luck. Damn. All my luck, because I want more money. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> alright, go ahead and uh, give me a roll, a business roll, with six luck points. A 22. Damn. That yeah. is quite good. Alright then. For a DV, that would be a highly skilled feat, apparently. You make your pitch of 1,500 eddies instead of 1,000 eddies, and G-Man kind of glares a little bit, and then there's like a look of, of like respect and recognition, and he goes, all right then, 1,500. But that's assuming Bessie makes it through as well, and he points over to the cow, like oh, way a distance away from this. It's a deal, and I, I draw my SMG. As soon as Reed hears it's a deal, he's gonna go for a grapple on um, the guy who he's kind of facing up with. All right, so you're lucky enough to have caught them off guard a little bit because they were all like kind of posing for ISO's camera. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and say that this attack is going to be against the difficulty value and not against the attacker. Okay, that's a 20. The person closest to you is the leader. You take the opportunity that ISO provided for you by distracting everybody to try and get their best angle and you reach forward and you grab onto him. Are we talking like a bear hold or? He's kind of slipped under his arm, reached up, tried to pull him into a proper sort Human of chokehold around Human the neck. Human shield! Human yeah. shield! Human shield, basically. <laughs> Hostage. Human shield with claws out. There's stats for human shields. Yes, I love it. There are. That is the intention. <laughs> The book likes to get all high and mighty about it. It goes, we all knew it would come to this. You're going to have a human shield. And it's like, yeah, that's the fucking dope part about it. Of course you're going to have a human shield. Don't shame me for wanting a human shield, book. 
So you reach forward and grab the guy and put him into a chokehold. Basically, press yourself up against the table that you were just standing in front of. Do you have your gun drawn? He doesn't have his gun drawn, but he has fucking claws out at his neck. I suggest you all fucking get the hell out of here. Otherwise... He gets a little bit of a bloodbath. As you say that, your voice kind of wavers a little bit yeah. because you lost the face down. And the guy that you have in the chokehold kind of looks sideways slightly. He goes, don't worry about me, boys. You make sure you get our drugs and you get them good. I can always go and visit the Ripper Doc. Can't visit a doc with a fucking head missing. Oh, yeah, that's my boy Reed. That's very positive of you, man. I'm going to carefully and slowly stand up from my seat and turn to the gentleman in the office, you know, these lovely young fellows, and just say, I can't help but overhearing that uh, you're looking for drugs. Fellas, fella, you don't need to get quite so aggressive. Uh, Reed, would you, like, you know, you don't need to cut that guy. Look. I've got drugs. Look at me. I, I'm a I'm a medic. I'm a street medic from back back in Night City. I've got drugs. You want to come over here? I'll get you hooked right up. And I'm gonna lift up my med tech bag, open it up, and start looking for uh, tranquilizers. I'll get you hooked right up. This will make you feel real good. I'm gonna have you do a yeah. It's just gonna be another persuasion roll. Well, that's a seven total. This is why we don't let Mavis talk. Yeah. <laughs> you begin opening up your medic bag and rifling through it, and the, the gangers look over at you. They're, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're excited, but they're more kind of intrigued to see what you're going to pull out of it. Mm. They don't lower their weapons, though. Oh, no, that's understandable. I wouldn't lower my weapon in that situation either. <laughs> the second tweakiest looking person, the, the person with the second wiriest hair and the second skinniest arms and the second amount of <laughs> most amount of track marks, kind of looks nervously at the boss and says, Boss, so um, what should we do here? Uh, do you want to? And the boss goes, Kill these motherfuckers! Oh dear. That is all the encouragement that they need. Oh yeah, action scene. Two of them begin opening fire on you. The first guy pulls his gun toward and points it towards Sedoy, and he lets off a set of three shots that Sedoy, they just completely miss you. <laughs> you gone. <laughs> the second one aims towards Big Rod takes a couple of shots at Big Rod and Big Rod just like moves his head out of the way and the bullets slam into where his head was just a moment ago. This guy clearly has a lot of reflex. Next up is going to be Sedoy. Sedoy, you've just been fired upon by these booster gangers. What are you going to do? I'm going to get closer and I, I hold my SMG in one hand, but I lower it and then I flick open my thumb and I use my monofilament whip. Okay. To slash at the nearest gang member. All right. So can you describe this weapon to me? So basically it's a single molecule thin strand of wire that extends from Sedoy's thumb. You whip it out and you whip someone to bits and pieces with it. It's very simple and barely visible. You whip this thing out with your thumb and it flies towards the nearest booster ganger. But unfortunately, your movements with it are just not as precise as they need to be. You can't see it, but you can almost kind of hear the air like crack right next to the heads of one of these gangers. Next up is going to be Reed. Reed is gonna do what Reed does. And as soon as he hears a guy go fucking shoot them, he starts choking him out properly. You tighten your arm and begin choking out this tweaker. And as you do, he grabs your arm and begins begins trying to struggle to get away from you. Uh, so next up is gonna be ISO. ISO, the action has started. Your camera is rolling. You are in your element. What do you do? 
All right, all right. Which tweaker is the closest to me, and can I shoot it? It would be one towards the edge of the small gang of six, and yes, you can shoot him because you have a shoulder-mounted camera. All right, then I'm gonna use that to pop a hole in his head. All right, let's give it a shot. 17. Yeah, so you point your revolver at the closest guy and take a couple of shots, and one of them goes in. The bullet exiting your revolver flies almost in slow motion as it slams into this ganger from the side. It hits his body armor that he has underneath it, causing it to splinter and shatter, and his armor underneath his clothes are kind of pointing out in weird directions. He grabs his side as a gush of blood comes coming out, and he whips his pistol to point it towards you. Oh yeah, take that, bitch! <laughs> Yeah, he's got his pistol pointed directly at you. Wow. Okay. With the first shot, it slams into a light fixture behind you, shattering the glass and ruining the lighting a little bit for your scene. With the second one, it shoots directly into the ceiling. Undeterred, however, the last of these tweakers, seeing his friend take a shot at ISO, he flips around and takes two shots of his own. Please stop flipping around to you me. You just called him a bitch. <laughs> Tell them to stop. Drugs, man. You did just call them bitches, yeah. <laughs> Chat shit, get hit. That's the that's what's happening here. Yeah. Can't believe there's consequences to my actions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting cancelled in combat here. Me sewing. This is fucking awesome. Me reaping. Ah, this sucks. <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. What the fuck? This fucking sucks. <laughs> Well, the first one does end up hitting. Oh no. It hits you for six points of damage. So the stopping power, whenever you take damage, subtract your armor's SP in that location. It's always body location if they didn't target your head and subtract any remaining damage from your hit points. Mm. So you took six points of damage. What's the stopping power of your armor? It has a value of 11. So your armor just protected you. You <laughs> just didn't take any damage. Tight. We're going up to the top of the queue again. Mavis, you're up next. Having rummaged around in my med tech bag, I'm going to pull out my air hypo and slam a vial into it of some sort and turn towards the nearest friend. All right. You grab what you're pretty sure is a tranquilizer dart and slam it into your air hypo. The closest tweaker is going to be Mr. Number Two. Just going to turn to him and be like, let me fix you right up. And I'm going to lunge forward and try to jab him with the hypo. I love it. This is giving me some real TF2 medic vibes. Oh, yeah. I can doctor assisted homicide. So I'm going to call this a melee attack. Yep. Hey, that's an 11. Versus their dexterity plus evasion skill. That is actually enough. Yeah, yeah. Barely. So this tweaker that you were pointing at or that you were lunging towards was the one that was just focused on Sedoi. So you reach forward and just jam the hypo into his arm and press the button. Maybe you should take a sit down. Oh, thank you, Liv. It's very kind. Uh, unfortunately, these tweakers have a very high stat for resist drugs. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> they have a high tolerance. Who'd a funk? You jab it into his arm, press the thing, and he looks over at you and sort of blinks twice, and like he's getting kind of tired. Just kind of yawns. <sighs> well, the next thing that we're going to do, it is the tweaker's turn. So, the tweaker that you're currently holding, Reed, he is attempting to break free from you. So, brawling again? Yep. That's an 18. Damn. If there's one thing Reed is good at, it's fucking, like, murdering. An 18. You're choking him out. <laughs> And he grabs your arm and his eyes go wide. He snorts out something, goes and rips your arm off, not rips your arm <laughs> off, but like pulls it off of his throat and collapses to the ground and starts 
The second guy, seeing as his boss is out of the way now, he takes a shot at Reed. He takes several shots at you and Reed, you just kind of duck down and use their boss on the ground as a bit of cover and the bullets go wide. There is one more person who takes a shot at Rod. And this guy, you see him as he does it, he closes one eye and it's clear that he's taking an aimed shot towards Rod's head. Not Rod. It's minus eight, I don't think he can do it. Plus, I'm here, if Rod takes a bullet to the head, so long as it's not a fucking sniper rifle, I might be able to save him. 14, and the range is 15. Oh. He closes one eye, takes a shot, and bullet goes right through Rod's lit up cowboy hat. Um, it sparks and sputters a little bit and then the whole thing just goes dark. So he's now looks like he's wearing a black cowboy hat. <laughs> Next up is going to be Sadoi. I uh, am going to attempt another ripping. My whip is still hanging out of my thumb. So I'm gonna go for another swing. Oh my God, that's an eight. Yep. That, my combat stats are maybe not the best. You whip out your thumb whip and swing it towards the closest ganger and it just harmlessly slices into the ground a little bit. There's a bit of dust that comes up, but other than that, nothing. You kind of silently curse yourself for spending so much time working on your tech instead of practicing your combat skills. Mm. Next up is going to be Reed. Reed, he's just going to use his rippers on him. He just like plunges his fucking clawed hands down into the guy and hopefully he does well. That's an 18. Yeah, that hits. Okay. He's lying on the ground and sort of panting and you hop on top of this guy and just start slamming your claws into him. He goes, uh, and blood begins gushing out of him and he turns back and kind of looks you in the eyes. His eyes go really wide as he just sees this horrific sight of your blood splattered, glee-filled face slamming the claws <laughs> into him repeatedly over and over again. He raises a hand up almost as if to say like, stop, uh. I'm almost dead. And next up is gonna be Iso. Reed has just jumped on top of and is slicing to pieces the leader of this gang. <laughs> there is blood everywhere and some of it is flicked onto your camera. Yeah, oh shit, I, I'm not sure if I can use that footage, Reed. Kinda look like the bad guy in this situation. <laughs> oh well, time to cap uh, another bitch. And um, Iso aims at the guy who shot at him. 17, yeah, that's enough. I would like to clip that from your Twitch channel, please. <laughs> Go ahead. You take two more shots and aim it at the guy who's just kind of like holding onto his side. And with the first shot, you take his hand off. Blood and cyberware goes everywhere. And he grabs onto his arm and goes, Aah! and then looks over at you right as you shoot him in the chest. He just sort of slow motion falls backwards as his arm missing his hand hits the ground and begins leaking fluid and blood all over the place. This has shaken some of the other booster gangers that are nearby and they're all kind of a little wide-eyed. One of them looks down and goes, Jeremy! Aww. And he runs down and starts like trying to do first aid on him. And the other one puts his gun away and says, you, you're a doctor, right? Yeah. And points at Mavis. And that, kids, is how you disarm a situation. Oh, oh for sake. Is that how you say Get it? out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you'd like to chat with us, give feedback, or see some early works in progress, consider joining our Discord channel. You can find the link at our website at talesfromtheoasis.com. Tune in next time for more action-packed cyberpunk adventure, and remember, as long as the mega-wealthy can funnel unlimited amounts of money into political campaigns, the Corpo's needs will always be met before the common good is even considered. This is Artemis, signing off.